welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which is set to communicate and celebrate the real life narrative of running a business. If we haven't been introduced before, my name's Alice, I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the often unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. Let's be real, we all know that running a business and being self-employed can get pretty lonely and consuming sometimes. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be letting you in on the habits that I have which help me to stay productive and stay focused on the tasks which really matter. So if you're ready to find out that you're not the only one who gets to 6pm and feels like they've achieved nothing, but find out some practical ways to make the most of the time you do have, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 30. Um, I feel like every time I'm going to reach an episode number which is in a multiple of five, I feel like that's a milestone. Um, I know that's a bit stupid, but get ready for the fact that when I reach 35, I'm also going to make a comment about the fact that it feels like a milestone. Anyway, thank you to all who tuned in to last week's episode. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in to the episodes at the moment anyway. Um, I'm a little bit blown away, really. I launched this podcast back in February this year. Um, and the amount of listens, as in like downloads, number of people listening to an episode I had from February to the end of August has been the same as the amount of listens that I had last month alone. I mean, to me, that feels like absolutely crazy. So thank you. If you've listened, if you've told someone about it, if you shared it on your Instagram, if you've left a review, it does make a difference and it is helping this podcast reach more people, which I'm really excited about, not just because it makes me feel like I'm not just sat chatting on my own which is a bit lame but also because it is hopefully making a bit of a difference um so today is a Wednesday that I just read that straight off of my notes and that sounded really weird but that is a significant comment because if you know um the schedule of this podcast it usually comes out every single Friday but if you're listening to this on a day it comes out you may have noticed today is not a Friday or maybe you're just so confused and in the haze of business that you didn't think anything of it, which is probably more likely. But anyway, you may know if you follow me over on Instagram that I'm currently running the Insta story thing, which is all about helping people to use their stories more effectively. Um, and because I'm doing that, I'm changing up my content calendar a bit. I know this probably sounds dull, but basically because my weekly emails used to go out on a Wednesday and now they're going out on a Monday for the next five weeks, I thought, hey, I'll put the podcast out on a Wednesday instead and then people can have some time to listen to it before the end of the week because I was thinking releasing it on the Friday wasn't the best idea ever because you don't necessarily want to listen to a business podcast over the weekend but on a Monday you definitely do so I'm going to try out doing them on a Wednesday for the next few weeks and then once the Insta story thing is over we'll see where they're going to be posted it's very exciting I'm sure you're holding on to the skin of your seats the seat of Anyway, regardless, let's get on with today's episode. Now, you'll know if you've listened to the last few episodes, they've been quite chatty and quite honest and I've done a lot, I've covered a couple of topics which to me feel really unspoken and often kind of taboo in the area of what we do. And I am keen that whilst those conversations I think are really worthwhile and give hopefully you all that kind of me too feeling, I do also want to actually bring some valuable and insightful topics which is going to leave you with some kind of instant stuff that you can get on with. So that's what today's episode is about. If you've looked at the title, today's episode is all about the habits for productivity that I've discovered and adopted over the last three years in my business. Now I've created this because I didn't think then I'll be interested in this but I often get asked by people the question of like how do you do it all? How do you 
get X amount of things done at the same time? Or how do you manage all these different kind of sides of your business that you've got? And whilst that question is very flattering, um, I never quite know what to answer because the reality is in the behind the scenes, I'm in no way perfect. I am still trying to figure out how to create a routine, which actually means I'm productive, but means I don't sacrifice my personal life. And also it's not been something that I adopted naturally when I first started my business. I've been running my business for three years. That has been an absolute roller coaster. And there's been a lot of times during that where I've had to discover these habits and re-inject them into what I'm doing because it's really easy to get distracted and lose all sense of productivity and what I'm doing. Um, the real the real time, the reality is as entrepreneurs, our time is incredibly precious. I definitely, when I first started my business, viewed my money as more precious as my time. But I would say now I would way rather value my time above the money that I've got in my bank account because to me, my time is actually what makes me happy and what creates a lifestyle that I love. Money can't do that for me. So these productivity habits have really come from that place for me of wanting to do everything as efficiently as possible and kind of not waste as much time as I can. Having said that though, I have some days where I literally do get to 6pm and none of my to-do list feels like it's even had a dent made in it. And all I've really done is wander around the kitchen back and forth to see if there's snacks in there. And I just feel rubbish. I don't know about you, it very often hits me at the middle of the week. I find Mondays really motivating. I don't really struggle with Mondays or Tuesdays, but often I get to a Wednesday and I have that like midweek blur, you know, when you're just like, I can't carry on anymore. I feel so unproductive. I feel like an absolute potato. So that is kind of where my intention from the, for this episode comes from because I very often have that experience, but I have learned about some ways that I can harness my time in the most effective way and ensure that maybe an afternoon of lack of productivity or a day where I don't really get anything done doesn't seep into the rest of the week and make every single day like that. Because I do think it's okay for us to have down days and up days. I think in business, everything that we do ebbs and flows and our productivity is one of those things. But these habits help me to get out of that kind of unproductive state and get myself back on track. So I'm gonna share with you five habits that I've got and then a couple of tips at the end within this episode. Starting off with the first habit, which is to figure out when I work best. Now this is probably something you've heard a lot about before, but I just wanna drum it in one more time because I think particularly if you transition to running a business from being self, from being employed full time, um, I can probably bet that you were in a Monday to Friday job and you were maybe working eight to six or nine to five or whatever your hours were. And I think it can be really hard to break that cycle and break that habit when we become self-employed because the rest of the world runs on the assumption that the time to work is 9am to 5pm. And if that's the most productive time for you and that's the best time for you to work, then fantastic. I know that for a lot of people, if they live with a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend or whatever, um, they often find it very helpful to work in the same hours that their partner does because it helps them to give structure so that when they come home, they know when to stop working. But for a lot of us, I think nine to five probably isn't our most productive time. It might be true for you, but it's definitely not true for me that that would be the best structure for me working. Um, I definitely find if I'm working kind of eight straight hours with just a lunch break in the middle, I get to the afternoon and I just turn into a potato. The second that I've got lunch in me, honestly, you're not gonna get anything good out of me. I'm an absolute sloth. Literally a potato is the best word for it because that's what I look like at my desk, just like potatoing out. So I've actually done a bit of, I, I, think, I, I guess I did a bit of testing really. I kind of changed up my schedule over a couple of weeks and figured out when I was most productive and what was working best for you. But I think really we all know 
we know ourselves quite well and I think we know when works best for us. So for me personally, I am really productive early mornings. So right now it's half six in the morning that I'm recording this episode, um, which I know seems crazy early. And yes, I do hate when my alarm goes off that early. But for me, the amount of productivity I get when I'm up this early is worth it for that kind of hatred at myself when the alarm goes off. Um, So I'm really productive in the mornings. I generally work kind of 6 or 7 a.m. until about midday or 1 p.m. I then have my lunch, I take the dog out, I maybe read a book, watch some YouTube or some form of documentary that I'm watching. And then I tend to get back at work around 3 or 4 p.m. where if I've got no evening plans, I'll generally work in the evening. So my most productive times is the morning and then late evening. I absolutely love working really early morning and really late at night. I think one of the reasons I love those times is because no one else is working, so I don't get lots of emails or people wanting things and I can kind of just get my head down. Um, So all that was to say, I think one of the biggest things we can do to help ourselves to be productive is to figure out when we work best. What would a working schedule look like which harnesses the times that are most productive for you, but also respects your personal life, respects the people around you and ensures that you're creating a work schedule which still gives you a life. Because the reality is, I think when you're running a business, there is always more to be done. I hate that phrase, but I just can't ever get it out of my head. There is always more that you could do. And it's that word could, isn't it? Um, So actually giving myself almost working hours has helped me to end the day and say, it's okay, I didn't necessarily get everything done that I could have done, but I did what I did and I'm happy with the day and I'm gonna move on and finish there. Because it is very easy to start working 12, 14 hour days. And I think when we start doing that, we do lose a bit of productivity because we're kind of just slogging the whole day. So that was the first one, which is to figure out when you work best. The second one is to record your wins, both big and small. Now, this one isn't necessarily something, I guess, which you would link with being productive. But for me, when I have one of those kind of blur days, and when I say blur, I'm just like, B-L-E-U-G-H. That to me is how I feel when I've had an unproductive day. It's like, bleh. And when I'm having one of those days, one of the biggest things that gets me back on track and helps me to kind of refocus myself is to look at what has already gone before me. I think it can be really consuming, like I say in the intro, when you run a business, it's a consuming and isolating thing. And if you're in a bit of a rut and you feel a bit unproductive and you can't really change your mindset, I find that one of the most helpful things to do is to look back at what I've done before because that helps me to say, okay, I know today I don't feel like I can even answer the emails in my inbox, but hey, I once did that talk at that event or I once got featured on that podcast or I once got this many followers, which was a target of mine. Um, So I keep a list on my phone in my notes of all the wins that I've had. So that's everything from the podcast hitting a milestone in terms of listens or being featured on someone else's blog or their podcast um, or, you know, me hosting a workshop or filling up my client schedule, anything that's feels like a win to me even if it's really small and what I also do whenever I get a nice message whether it be an email or an Instagram message or whatever I screenshot it and I keep it in a folder on both my phone and in my email um, server so that whenever I'm having one of those slightly rough days or I need to remind myself why I do what I do I can go and have a look at that Um, and it's really this tip of recording my wins and kind of the positive encouragement I've got which helps me to turn a bad Monday into not being a bad week. I think it is easy because we're so kind of 
in what we do. If you have a bad day, it can be really easy for that to affect your whole week. But for me, starting the next day by reading these encouraging things or reading the things that I've already done really helps me to refocus my mind, recenter myself, remind myself why I do what I do, prove to myself and remind myself that I have done things before and it often helps me kind of get that kick up the arse to keep on going. So that would be number two, which should be record my wins and, you know, recording happy things and encouragement that I've received. Um, The third one is to be intentional with my to-do lists. Now, I'd probably say this is one of the ones that's made the biggest difference in what I do day to day. So I sit down on a Sunday every single week, almost usually at the end of the day, and I have a look at the week ahead. So whenever I get a deadline in my business, whether that's a client deadline that I need to, you know, send them a document by or if I'm speaking at an event and I need to send them or get my notes ready the week before any any deadline I have in my business gets put into my calendar so that on a Sunday when I look at the week ahead I can have a brief look at all the different kind of deadlines that are coming up in the next few weeks and figure out if there's anything I need to do that week in order to get ahead on those things I don't know about you, but I definitely was that kid at school who would do homework the night before. And even if it was a huge project, I would be there working till 2, 3 a.m. because I didn't think ahead and I didn't plan ahead. And as much as that was okay in school these days, I definitely want to avoid those crazy nights or kind of rushed work. So instead of seeing things as just one big deadline and having it creep up on me, when I look at the week to come, I try to look ahead to the deadlines to figure out what I need to do now in order to make those deadlines achievable by the time that I get to them. Um, I also create a to-do list for the next day at the end of the previous day. So for example, on a Sunday, I'll create Monday's to-do list on a Monday night, I'll create Tuesday's to-do list, you get you get the gist, etc, etc. Um, and what I think that helps me to do is to end the day almost with a clean slate in my head. I don't know about you, but I struggle a bit with my sleep sometimes if I'm stressed about work or if I know there's things that I need to get done. So for me, by finishing the day, by acknowledging what I'm going to achieve the next day, it helps me to almost get those things out of my head. I'm no longer worrying or when am I going to get that thing done or am I going to manage to do that? And I don't I don't know about you, but I sometimes wake up in the night and suddenly remember something and go, oh my gosh, I didn't send that email or record that thing or send that document that I was meant to. So writing it all down for the next day almost just helps me to like clear my head of everything work-wise and then whatever I'm doing in the evening or whether it's sleeping or seeing friends, I don't feel like I'm focused on what needs to get done the next day because I've already written it down and it's already there. Um, And when I'm creating a to-do list, I'm quite intentional about how I do that. I think we do set ourselves up either to fail or to win in the way that we set ourselves tasks. I've definitely had days where I've set myself a to-do list that is so unachievable that I just don't even get half of it done. And what that does is just make me end the day feeling really, really bad about myself and feeling like a bit of a failure. So I think it is understanding A, what's achievable for us, but also what's important for us. So I have a to-do list where I put down every single day two or three major tasks which I need to get done. So these are tasks that I start the day with and there is no other work getting done unless it's, I don't know, really, really, really urgent and suddenly pops up um, until these two or three things are done. So for example, today, the first major task to get done is to record and upload this podcast. And then the second major task that I'm getting done is that I need to onboard a new client. And then once I've done those two things, I move on to the next part of my list, which is smaller and 15 minute tasks. Now, smaller tasks are anything like needing to reply to an email or send off a contract, anything which takes you know, like five, 10 minutes, literally no time. And then the 15 minute tasks are things which I am doing kind of ongoing work with, but I just give myself 15 minutes to keep chipping away at it. 
for example, creating my business plan, that has been something that I have needed to do for about, I mean, three years since I started my business. But if you see something as a really, really huge task, like writing a business plan, you're most likely never going to get it done. Whereas what I do every single day, I give myself another section of my business plan to do. So if you're a member of the coven, you'll know that there's a business plan template in there. And what I did, I just downloaded that separated it into about 30 sections and then every single day I do another one of those sections and what that helps to do for me is to break up that very mammoth and almost intimidating task into something that's really achievable because I know that I can do 15 minutes of it every single day. Um, So my to-do lists look like that. I have two or three major tasks which are non-negotiable. Then I have the smaller business tasks that needs to get done. And then I have my 15 minute kind of ongoing tasks. And obviously on days where I've got a lot of meetings or coaching calls or podcast recordings, I won't necessarily have as many tasks on there. I try and be realistic with how much I can get done. So like I said, I don't end the day feeling like a failure because I've set unrealistic expectations for myself. Um, So that was number three, being intentional with my to-do list and putting deadlines into the diary so that I can work ahead of them. Number four would be to theme the days of the week and create a structure for myself. Now I'm sure you know this, being self-employed means that you lose pretty much every structure that you ever had when you were working a slightly more kind of regular job I suppose Um, and when I don't know what I need to be doing, let me tell you, I can very easily spend a whole day doing not a lot. I think often tasks take us as long as we give them. So I can very often spend the whole day jumping between tiny little itty bitty tasks. I can end it never really feeling like I stuck my teeth into anything or got anything significant done. So something that's really helped me is to listen to the natural rhythm that goes on in my work week and theme my days according to that. So you might find in your business, if you think about this now whilst you're listening to this, that there's a natural rhythm that your week takes because of the nature of what you do. For example, for me, I'm a digital marketing coach. So my clients very, very often want to work with me on a Monday, a Tuesday or a Wednesday because they want to work with me at the start of the week so that then they have the rest of the week to get the work done that we've set in the coaching course. That wasn't something that I knew when I first started, but it's something that I've noticed and something that's changed the way that I structure my week. It might be for you that you, I don't know, create wedding cakes. So therefore you're very busy on the Thursday and Friday when you're finishing them up for the weekend. Or maybe you're a wedding florist and it's a similar situation where Thursday and Friday is very busy. Um, Obviously for some of you, you're in complete control of when your business is busy and when it's not. But I think very often, particularly if you're on a service-based business or perhaps you have a shipping date that you meet every single week, you'll find that there's a natural rhythm. Maybe there's days that are always busier, there's days that are always quieter. And for me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are always very full. I've always got a lot going on. Um, And Thursday, Friday, honestly, I very rarely have anything put in my diary for Thursday, Friday. So what I've taken from that is that, okay, I'd really like to protect that Thursday and that Friday for either seeing friends, doing other things that I want to do, or just for a day to look at kind of the big picture tasks going on in my business, to almost get my head out of the everyday and look at some big picture stuff. And I would rather have a really busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as opposed to an averagely busy week. So on a Monday, I don't actually speak to any clients on a Monday. Monday is when I do my my personal content. So that's when I plan out anything that I've got going on in the rest of the week. That's, for example, when I'll make up notes to go to my copywriter 
or I will, you know, design the Insta story thing. That's when I was doing it was on a Monday because for me, a Monday is a really productive day and I've learned to harness my most productive day for my stuff because I know that if I don't get it done then, it's gonna go to the bottom of the to-do list and it's never gonna be a priority. Then for me, a Tuesday, Wednesday is when I speak to my clients and book in anything else which is an appointment. So if I ever have an inquiry call or I'm just maybe meeting with someone to talk about business or I'm doing a podcast recording, I really try and put those in on a Tuesday, Wednesday so that those two days are completely filled with appointments and I don't necessarily have a morning or an afternoon free but just the whole day kind of runs itself because I'm going from thing to thing and that's what helps me best. You might find that doing your appointments spread over the week is the most kind of productive thing for you but I think it is understanding A, what's the natural rhythm of your week and then how can you plan your week around that? How can you make days a bit more focused rather than jumping from task to task like different areas of your business? Maybe would it be more effective for you to spend a Monday working on content, for example, and Tuesday is maybe your admin and finance day or Wednesday is the day you do clients, I don't know. But I think it definitely helps me to get my head down and focus on the task that I'm doing because it's very often a similar task and therefore I think it takes me less energy to jump from task to task because it's a very similar thing that I'm doing. I hope that made sense. So that was number four, to theme my days and create a structure. And the fifth one, which is one of my favorites and one that has genuinely transformed, particularly the way that I've created my to-do list and actually put the tasks into my to-do list, is to consider the urgent and important matrix. Now, this is something my dad actually told me about. My dad is a genius. He is very helpful. He's a very busy man, so he knows a lot about kind of harnessing time and productivity and being efficient in what you do. Um, And he explained this to me a few months ago and I'm still kind of trying to get my head around it and remind myself of it regularly, but it is genuinely pretty life-changing. I don't mean to be dramatic. But what the urgent and important matrix is, is it, it helps you to understand the difference between the different types of tasks that we have in our business. So if you consider it to be four sections, we've got urgent and important, urgent and not important, not important and urgent, not important and not urgent. Now, I think very often in our business, when we are thinking about our daily to-do list and the things that need to get done, any task which is in that urgent category is usually going to grab our attention. And whilst you may not necessarily be aware of this, very often the tasks which go into our to-do list are both urgent, but not at all important. For example, and when I say when I say important to clarify, I mean it's not going to change the trajectory of your business. It's not a task which is going to transform anything or necessarily make you any money. It's just one of those things. For example, something that would be not urgent, sorry, urgent but not important would be for answering an email or replying to an Instagram DM or I don't know. I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> it's really good, isn't it? But do you get my I hope I was going to say, do you get my drift? But you're not here. You can't actually say anything back to me. But I hope that makes sense. I think very often we are led by our intuition. And if an email has popped up or something feels urgent or someone wants us from something from us ASAP, which just to tell you, I hate that phrase. I think it's really awful because it makes me feel like I need to do it like absolutely right now. It's very easy for anything that's urgent to get to the top of our to-do list and we never move on to the non-urgent stuff. Now you might think that the non-urgent stuff, well it's not urgent so why would I want to do it? But when you think about what might fit into that not urgent but important category, they are very often the tasks in our businesses which are actually going to make a long-term difference. For example for me, a non-urgent but very important task would be to create my business plan. 
that's not urgent. No one's telling me to do it. Nothing's going to happen if I don't do it. But it's incredibly important for the longevity of my business for me to do that. Or say, if you've got a project in the back of your mind that you really, really want to get going with, but every single week you get to a Friday and think, crap, I still haven't made any work on that. That's because that's a non-urgent but very important task, which isn't a priority to you because you're only prioritizing what feels urgent. So if you've got, yeah, a dream or something that you want to do, if you want to launch a new product next year, thinking of that and dreaming that up and putting it into place and ordering samples and figuring out the pricing structure would fit into that category. So I hope that makes sense when I'm talking about the fact that we often ignore the not urgent but important stuff, because I think very often that is the stuff that makes the biggest difference in our business. So now when I create a to-do list, I do look at it with kind of my urgent and important goggles on. And I think, have I got a really good mix in here of all those four categories? If I haven't got anything in there which is not urgent but important, I'll put something in there that is gonna kind of, I guess, move my business along. It might help you better to understand this in the separation between working in and working on our business. Very often the urgent tasks are us working in our businesses. So that's working with our clients or creating products or answering emails or doing admin, etc., etc. Yes, that stuff's really important to keep our business going. But when we think about working on our business, transforming the kind of DNA of our business or making the foundations of a new thing that's going on in our business, that very often is going to fit into that not urgent but important category. And then obviously you've got the fourth category, which is not urgent but not important, You can ignore that because obviously that's kind of irrelevant and not very helpful to think about. Um, I just wanted to end with a couple of tips which have helped me kind of change the way that I see my productivity and change the way that I am productive within my business. So the first one, which again, like the previous one, is one that my dad has taught me, which is to see your emails as someone else's to-do list. Now, this one took me a while for me to get my head around because I didn't really understand what he said the first time around. I kind of just nodded and went, yeah, cool, makes sense. But genuinely, it's slightly life-changing. And I know I said that about the last one, but this is life-changing. I don't know about you, but emails for me are a real bugbear. Um, I really struggle the second that little little number comes up on the top of my email thing, I just feel compelled to answer it. I am one of those people that hates having notifications. um, And I really hate thinking that there's an email sat there that needs answering. But the reality is, if you think about the emails you're getting, I can most likely bet that 90% of your emails you're receiving is someone else ticking off something off their to-do list. For example, if someone is emailing you asking for something, or even if you work in a corporate business sense and someone is emailing you to kind of delegate a task to you or ask you to fill in the blank on something, yes, that does require something from you. But what that email is, is them creating your to-do list for you. If all we do is spend our day fighting fires in our inbox, all we're going to do is give ourselves a to-do list created by other people's priorities. The reality is emails should be somewhere at the bottom of our priority list because the reality is us answering them isn't necessarily changing our business, it's changing other people's. And what I'm not saying here is don't answer emails. What I am saying is maybe change the mindset that you see them with. Don't see them as something that you need to respond to immediately. Don't see them as something that if you don't respond to immediately or deal with right away as soon as it comes in, it's going to make a difference in your business. Just see it as, hey, this email is someone else giving me a task to do because it's on their to-do list. And if I do it in the time that they need it, great. But if that's not realistic for me, that's okay. 
Um, and that's definitely helped me. I do try and do a thing now where I give myself an hour in the morning when my emails are open and an hour in the evening when my emails are open and I answer however many I can in that time at both those times of the day and if they don't get answered, they don't. Or if they come in in the middle of the day, then honestly, I think people can wait six hours to get a reply from me. Um, I think that does help us to feel like we're less kind of puppets of other people's questions and tasks from us instead of us just actually taking control of our to-do lists and what we need to get done. Um, and the second tip, which I've kind of already mentioned, is to split any big task into a step-by-step. For example, if we carry on with the um, scenario that you are wanting to launch a new product next year, simply writing down launch 2019 product, that is a huge task. Let me tell you, you're probably never going to take that off your to-do list if you write that on your to-do list for one day. Create product, because there's so much that goes into that. And I can bet that it's very easy to think in the background, yeah, okay, that needs to get done. And it is, it's that kind of not urgent but important stuff, but it never actually get done. And a way that I found really effective and helping me to kind of every single day create traction on those things is to split them down. So if I'm wanting to launch a new, say, service next year, the first step that I need to do in doing that, for example, is to research what other people are offering or research what the need is. So maybe that's my first step. And that can be split down into more tasks because that can be split, split down into understanding the questions I want to ask people. Then I need to figure out who I'm going to ask the questions to. Then I need to ask them. Then I need to analyze the results. And then maybe my next step would be to draft up a list of what would be included in that service. And then the next step is to figure out pricing. And then the next step maybe is to figure out how that's going to fit into my business and then maybe create the sales page or create the contracts for it. Like there's so many smaller tasks, hundreds probably, that go into doing one big thing. So I would encourage you, if you've got those things in the back of your head that are kind of looming and you get to a Friday and think, crap, I've still not made any traction on that, maybe it might help you to split that into smaller and slightly more manageable tasks that you can make progress on every single day. So that's it for today's episode, five habits which help me with productivity and a couple of tips at the end. I'm sorry if you just heard the squeak, my dog just squeaked his toy, so he's now a feature in the podcast. But thank you so much for tuning in today and I would like to say thank you so much to everyone who has recently left a review. I really, really appreciate it and not only helps other people find the podcast, but it also just encourages me a lot and it really helps me to know that there are people and faces and stories behind the numbers. Um, it obviously is just me right now sat talking to myself early in the morning so it is encouraging to know that what I'm creating here is making a difference so if you do want to leave a review please do it would make me very excited and very happy but anyway that's it for this episode can't wait to connect with you next Wednesday it's going to be a guest episode and it's going to be a man I know first male on the podcast so you can get your suspicious hats on of who that's going to be but until then have a fab week and I will be back next Wednesday <laughs>